0: You're listening to the Tennis.com Podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello everyone, Tennis.com Podcast, I'm Ed McGrogan here with Peter Bodo and Steve Tigner. We're going to go over the latest results from the World of Tennis Men's Women's Tours. There's five tournaments this past weekend, but two kind of come to mind as the, the biggest results um, you know, from a, a overall perspective. One that just ended last night, Uh, late last night in the U.S. here was San Jose, where Milos Raonic, who went to the fourth round of the Australian Open, he now comes and wins his first title. Uh, He beats Fernando Verdasco in the final in two tiebreakers. Canadian kid, so there's a lot of hype. This is a huge serving player, Um, and I I rode right after the match, and I think think it's sort of unwise to put really high expectations on someone, even though it's kind of tempting, but this is really an undeniable talent, this this kid here. So, what did you guys think of him just from watching him? And because you saw him in Australia, and now you see him again a couple weeks later after that initial hype, and he kind of backs it up, you know, in a tremendous way here. Maybe we can hijack and bring him to the U.S., make him an American player. <laughs> he's already <laughs> he just, you know, he's, already, he's, already, border, not really, he's already not really a
1: Canadian. A, I know. Well, yeah, I grew well, up in Montenegro. So, uh, but you know, fair enough. And Maria Sharpova isn't exactly although I guess she still plays for Russia. But anyway, no, the kid is terrific. I mean, I think he's uh you know, the important thing is to back it up and, and these young guys are, you know, there they, were a bunch of young guys came through with the Australian Open. It's going to be interesting to see how much they can back it up going forward in the next couple. This, this is a good opportunity for them, of course, these weeks after the Australian Open because they're small tournaments. So realistically speaking, it's not like you're going to have to play a Federer or a Nadal or a Berdick or a Soderling in a, in a first or second round in a San Jose. So um, he's he's doing it. He's, he's really getting it done. It's a pretty straightforward game, so I don't see that there's a lot of room for um, – for big changes coming, yeah. I mean, then, uh, I'm pretty.
0: I'm pretty sure. I know. I know he's playing. He's going to play Verdasco again, actually, in Memphis, and I'm, I'm sure Barankis will probably plays. He's he's based in the U.S. He's going to get in a lot of those events. And like you said, I think it's really only a matter of time before we kind of see a guy like Tomic maybe pop up in an event. And, and so these young players certainly have, um, you know, they haven't gone away right after the Australian well, we'll Open. Oh,
2: see, right, Ra- Ranich Ra- has something. Obviously, has a, he has the serve. He's sort of bringing back almost the, the big serve mm-hmm. game that we haven't seen. We haven't seen among the top players uh, of this the past few years. I mean, it's definitely a, a weapon that he has that these other young guys don't have. That's uh, that's allowed him to. I mean, in his match against Fedesky yesterday, he wasn't broken. He any he needed a point, it was you know it was like it was a little like watching Sampras. His that's the guy who you know, he modeled his game after Sampras, and you can you can sort of see that style. He's got a he's got a big forehand. He just relies on that serve, and it and that's the thing that's gonna that, that's Allowed him to have this leap, but it's amazing. I, I watched him last summer in Toronto. He played doubles in sort of a almost like an exhibition doubles match the Nadal, and Djokovic. Nadal and Djokovic, and and he and his partner won. But there was no real thought that Raonic was the next guy. You know, he was he was sort of a name that was out there, but but it's it is hard, hard to see in
1: doubles, though, isn't it?
2: It is. But even even just the reputation, like he wasn't like, all right, here's this guy. We should here's this kid. We should be watching. He's, right. a, he's
0: the next. Was know, he the serving one forty at that match? To like.
2: Right he wasn't early. serving one for No, it was a doubles match, so he wasn't serving as big. I mean, he was serving almost 150 in San Jose. He's also obviously
1: going to be a really good indoor player, so that's something to consider. This was a good. This was a good event for him. I got a prediction, guys. Wimbledon first round: John Isner versus Milos Raonic. Yeah, I love the kick if 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 he doesn't get my hoop first round again, yeah, <laughs> that, match will, that match will never true. end. Did you say kick serve? He had a really
0: good one. Really good one. Raonic does. Yeah, yeah, almost, almost came down, almost lobbed over of her desk. I remember one point in particular that one. Um, that's a, really just a you know a pretty impressive win for him. And uh, like I said, Barrancas was he played him a couple rounds before right. that too. Quarterfinals so. he played him quarters. Barankas. Yeah. So overall, that's I, I'd say just like I said, encouraging stuff from quality win. It's a good look. It's a good win. It's not
1: just a It isn't like you beat a bunch of
0: uh, you know second rate. beat, oh sorry that Del Potro was in this. You should mention Del Potro too. He. He kind of he's on his own little trail of getting back into the swing of things, and he's going to be playing. Did a playing. good job
1: against Hewitt, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, and he'll be playing. I he'll be playing in Del. He's playing a lot of these smaller events, Del Rey in particular. Yeah, you have to as hope well. that
2: he he's not overplaying already. He had a little bit of a wrist issue when he was in Australia. He looked pretty good in Australia. Good for a guy who hadn't played for so long. Not back to where he was, but he did also. Did have a little bit of a wrist thing, you know. You hope that he's not. He's playing a bunch of tournaments early on. Um, You hope he's not going to
1: overplay. Do you see him coming all the way back, Steve?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's. You know, he he won. Obviously, he won the U.S. Open. I do see him coming back. uh, I think it's too soon to think that
0: that that injury is going to is going to keep him out of the top ten again. He's just too good. Yeah, the uh, the women's side. Another another player who backed up a good Australian Open, not just Kim Clijsters, both of them. Petra Kvitova, who beat her in the Paris final, it was um, Kleiser's got her number one ranking. She needed to reach the semis of the Paris indoor event. She got that and um, ends up losing the final to Kvitova, who was a quarterfinalist um, quarter in Australia as well. She's actually won two events, I believe. Uh, a lot of players this week actually won... We had Sotling. He won his second event of the year. Kvitova was, was, I think, obviously the more impressive beating a player like Kleister's and such. So um, I, I don't know whether the takeaway is uh, well, Kvitova. Kvitova, Kleister, What Kvitova, Kleister's. She's only lost one match this year as well, just like Kleister's. Kvitova's,
2: she She played a couple great matches at the Australian Open, and I sort of almost expected her to go all the way to the final. Then she threw in a just a dog of a match against Svanareva, which made me think that she she has an inconsistent streak she she'll i don't know if she'll always have this problem but even in the run-up to this final when she played great she had a couple really close matches that she didn't play so so well she she plays a very aggressive game very high risk game i think there will always be moments when she won't be able to put it together but she has as much game as as anybody she overpowered Kleisters, which you which you never see Kleister did look a little tired this was her third second event since the australian open Um, But you rarely see somebody just out-hit Kim Kleisters and
1: Kvitova did that. Yeah, she runs off the rails a little bit, though, as you say. That's always been a bit bit of the problem, I think. She had a good run back at the U.S. Open, too. And uh, I think, you know, you saw it there, too. It's a little like, you know, you look at her. You catch her on the right day. You think, oh, my gosh, this woman's going to win the tournament. And then the next day, what? Mm -hmm. You know, what happened? She lost three and four. How could that be? So that's always been the saga. But, you know, let's remember she's young. And so there's time for her to straighten that game out. She's always going to have – I mean, if you think back to. Another Czech player, uh, Martina Navratilova, early in her career. I mean, this girl is light years ahead of Mar- where Martina was. Now, there are other factors in, involved there really in terms of Martina's development. But, you know, uh, Kvitova, she's got a big game. She's got an attacking kind of a game. She's She hits a big serve. She's kind of a high-risk game. So it's going to take her a while to get good. And she's actually, I think, making very good progress given her age. Yeah, she's
2: up to four, number 14. The one thing I would say is she, she relies on being on the offense a little like Celis, um, another big Big hitting woman with two, with a big two hander. Kvitová if she can control the point, she's she's tough to beat. But she's not as she's not as quick or as athletic. I mean, she is very athletic, but she's not as quick as say somebody like Kleister. She I think Kvitová needs to be on offense.
0: Yeah, we're gonna see a bunch of them, be, you know, in like you're saying, these small tournaments. And there's still a few more weeks until we hit you know Indian Wells, a, a tournament of really big substance. So we're gonna see a couple. I feel more of these sort of um mini breakthrough events if if you will it's it's a it's a time for obviously the top players to really you know they could strike gold if they want but it's it's also a big opportunity for the the tier of players that you maybe are just emerging and all that and I think that's what we saw this week with, with both of these events here um Anything else from the weekend of?
1: It's Got all bummed down when she didn't get Pattaya. City yeah, either. Was, she had, she got a bad call and she, she got a bunch of bad calls. She got, she got fined for for cursing, which yeah, she said was, she didn't do. And it, it was it's kind great. of bizarre. It was
2: like it was like John McEnroe. All over. She, had, she had the referee out there. She
0: demanded that the umpire get taken out. You know, it was
2: it was old school. Did yeah. John McEnroe I enjoyed or, it for or the
0: Pattaya moment? City. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Good. Um, we'll touch on next week's events. Probably actually probably back. Um, Either way in the week or Monday, but like I said, as always, send your questions podcast at tennis.com. yeah let's do a question
1: and answer session one of these days. We had a
0: good, have I have some. a good one on, on deck about, uh, about Davis Cup and Fed Cup. It's sort of one of those you know traditional what do you do with these but, but we'll, we'll include that when we get to it. but any others, podcast at tennis.com and we'll have these two around to answer any questions you have. So check back with us then. Uh, thanks again for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.